What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Today, we're not in the stew, mm. but from coast to coast, we're covering both coasts. We're covering the entire country. We're literally the Josh and Kobe of podcasts right now, full coverage. Uh, Abe, what's on your mind today? That one went over my head. Just get a straight up admit it. I think he's a defensive guy. That's what I was going for. I, There's like a spot, lot more defensive guys in the in the NBA. That who you who would you have gone to first? That's relevant, like at this moment in time. Mm, Jaron Jackson Jr. No, that's not like a shutdown. I, I get what you were going for. I get I get what you were going for. What's on my mind, brother? We missed you out there on the diamond today. We missed you out there. Uh, everyone knows Snapback Sports has a sponsored softball team in New York that we play on Sundays. And uh, Jack didn't play today. And we had a doubleheader. You know, the pure talent outclassed us in the first match, went down. But, hey, what I've learned about this team, Jack, and I know you've seen it firsthand, um, is that this team is resilient. This clubhouse mm-hmm. is special. And that, that showed through in, in, in the second game today. We go up 6 nothing in, in usual fashion. We blow said 6 nothing lead. Uh, we go down 9-6 in the bottom of the sixth, the la- or the top of the sixth, the last inning. We're the home team. And you know what? The boys string together a four-run, two-out rally to improve to 2-3 and three on the season. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably making fun of us for being 2-3. and three. And if you came to two of our losses... You probably have a right to make fun of us, but you can't really make fun of us for the loss today. But what we will tell you is I am guaranteeing, Jack, there's a 0.00000% chance we missed the playoffs in this softball league. There it is. Make the clip. I mean, are we giving the, the fam the context that you can essentially buy enough games to automatically qualify for the playoffs? I'm pretty sure I just said there's a 0.00% chance that we don't make the playoffs. We still have to win those games in order in order to That's make the playoffs. True. I don't know. There's like 40 teams in this league. I don't know how many people make the playoffs. All I know is I'm seeing the ball well at the plate right now, real well this season. Um, almost tore my ACL today. That was fun. <laughs> Got to invest in cleats this week for sure. Yeah. Stay, stay safe out there. You don't want to end up like the rest of the But I will say, team. Jack, I will say we did miss you out there today. I appreciate that. Uh, just a note, I might be on the IL uh, for TV day, maybe just a 10-day IL, which if we have a game off, pinch nerve in the neck. Yesterday when I was with you, like I started using the massager because I like felt something, and then the last 24 hours have been brutal. So I'll get Johnny Bryant. He worked on Julius's ankle to work out the kinks of my neck when, when our next game is, but uh, just something to monitor for everyone. Can if you're I thinking about something? starting in your fantasy lineup, yeah, you've got a little, uh, little something in your neck. It's fucking softball, dude. It's no, softball. I don't. I can't even look left right now. <laughs> you can play catcher and swing the bat. Yeah, no, I, I could make. We it need work. your bat. That you're a good bat. You're a good bat. You strategically yeah. hit, and uh, sometimes you try and do a little too much in the field, and that's just that's just your player comp. <laughs> Yeah, who who would that? Am I Baez? Javi Baez? I don't know, but that man needs to get the fuck out of Detroit. All right, hopefully, hopefully I'm not biased then. I'm so pretty much I was going to say, similar to you know my impending injury or injured reserve stint, uh, the NBA playoffs have gotten underway. Let's celebrate with some snaps for the Knicks and the Sixers, uh, going one and zero in their first contest. Keep- 
I was going to say, a key, key point of information there is just snaps. We took care of business yesterday. That's all we yeah. did. We did what we were supposed to do. We're not going to get too high. We're not going to get too low. We're on to game two, both of us. Yes. and But others are now not just on to game two. So on Sunday slate so far, John Morant against the Lakers. The Lakers take game one. They're up a few points when John Morant went up for a big dunk. Anthony Davis slid in, took a charge. But Ja lands on his hand. And Ja pretty much said, it's looking dubious for game two. This is what we expect for for Ja. What's up? What's wrong? Dubious? You're gonna that that one. I know. It, it the literal synonym for yep. dubious yep. is doubtful. hesitate, hesitant, or doubtful. Continue. I was yeah. just checking. I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, I learned that word when I was in high school, and it's like. That one I, I would actually bet my life on. So I appreciate. So you there's those there. little words in high school that like stick to you because it's like not a regular word, but like when yeah. you hear that word and you know how to use it properly, you're like, all right, I got that in my bag now. No, dude, for me, that's is in my bag. For me, that's the word is motley. Like if I'm with a, a, a group of friends from like some people from different walks of life, like it's a motley crew that I'm with. Of course, of course. So that's the so, one word John- that I hang on to. Yeah, they actually maybe maybe that's what the D on on the injury report stands for. It's just dubious. Who knows if it's doubtful? That's just what people say. But John Morant is dubious for game number two. They lose game one at home. And without Morant, as we saw last year, they're probably dead. Without Brandon Clark and Steven Adams and Morant, they're most certainly dead. The Lakers are a good basketball team since their their little additions and changes. Um, and the loss of Morant would be way, way, way too much to get over. Now, though, looking ahead, I don't know if we need to give the Lakers the series quite yet, but it, it's definitely looking that way. They're up to minus 300. To win the series, they would face the winner of Suns, or sorry, Kings Warriors, which, like the beam, that was the best game of the playoffs from uh, the first first set of games. Yeah, and in, in, in a day of... The Sixers game, while it was close at times, the Sixers felt like you had control uh, for 48 yeah. minutes. And uh, the Knicks game as well. Like, I think even though it was a close game, I, when I was watching it, albeit a couple beers deep, um, the Knicks felt like it was their game to lose for the most part. And, and they we could tried, win though. if they wanted to. What's that? We tried, though. Like, we made it interesting. Oh, no. As, it was way as more usual. interesting than Boston Boston Atlanta. For sure. And like I said, Boston was, was a snoozer. And to cap it off the nightcap, you have – I saw you tweeting about MSG get-in prices, brother. Mm-hmm. That's nothing compared to what it costs to get into the Golden One Credit Union Arena, baby, where they light the beam. Yeah, that atmosphere I... was electric. The offenses were electric. The defenses were non-existent. And Draymond Green still sucks. Well, Absolutely that's the funniest sucks. part is – there actually was fairly good defense being played. Like, Kevon Looney gave Sabonis real, real problems. Draymond, as much as you love to hate him, was fantastic last night. He had, like, the 12 assists and 8 rebounds. Obviously, he doesn't score anymore. Andrew Wiggins on his return back. I didn't realize he ended up shooting, like, 1 for 7 from 3, although he was much hotter in the first half. Clay, Steph... I mean, Darren Fox, welcome to the show. We've got people online who are like, oh, but but Warriors, Lakers will set a ratings record. Like, I don't give a shit I'm watching if it's the Kings and Lakers or if it's the Warriors and Lakers. So I, I don't so work the Kings for Kings are the CBS. most fun team to watch in the playoffs. It, they're electric. They shoot the lights out. They just chuck it, and they play no I mean, defense. It, 
But Steph Curry is he's the draw. Like obviously he's the draw. But you know what, Abe? Do you work for ABC? Do you get a cut of of uh, checks from the Atlantic broadcasts? combination i just fully made that up like i made up dragons but it's, it's i don't disney. give a damn it's disney yeah no i <laughs> well, don't care about ABC it... stamp? um hey what is abc stamp for what it's got to be uh, american broadcasting channel would be my guess that the most that, basic... that seems hot yeah Ooh. american broadcasting companies Ooh, okay that makes mm. that makes more sense I mean, I don't know. Um, no, like that Kings game was absolutely electric, and just watching Steph in the playoffs, man, I don't think anybody at home on that last play of the game, even though he shot a three-point layup, thought he was missing that shot. I had a little 10 to win 100 on it to go into overtime, so I was hoping that shot fell, even though I was rooting for the Kings to win. Um, but that, in my opinion is going to be the series to watch this entire time. That series is going six or seven games. I like the Warriors to come back and take care of business in game two. I feel like the Kings were kind of riding the momentum and the hype around the first playoff game. And typically, I would say a team that was going to do that would would overthink it. And it, the moment would be too big. But look, De'Aaron Fox, probably clutch player of the year, will definitely call for some funny memes once he's not clutching an important game in this series. I mean, he, he had to... 31 in the second half. No, last night, last night, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but that's the series to watch so far. And today the slate has been great as well. Lakers-Grizz, even though the score does not indicate how close that game was, um, it felt like within the last minute the Lakers got like nine points and, and pushed it to a 16 or, or whatever it was. The Grizzlies are dead. The Grizzlies are dead with or without John Morant returning to this series because as the doctor on this podcast, I'm just going to go ahead and maybe we go to Twitter at, maybe we wait to Twitter to tomorrow to rule jaw out. Um, mm. But Ja will not play in game two. I can guarantee yeah. you that even if he's going to come back, he's going to be hobbled. It's looking dubious for the Grizz. It is looking dubious for the Grizz. I'm Although going to be saying that, I'm going to be saying that word so much now. <laughs> I might just say it where it's right. not applicable. It's not just Ja's uh status for game two is dubious but the grizzlies chances are very dubious uh looking forward as well yeah and i think um i mean the sun came up today and for a hot second anthony davis was sent to the locker room and what i think we all thought was a dislocated shoulder what do you think a shoulder stinger is i know i'm the doctor and i should know that i just like to give official prognoses um and not just make up words but what is a fucking stinger man a stingers when you the get the guy is hit. a walking stinger. Yeah, no, he's walking glass, but he's a bucket and he's he's elite. It's crazy. Like Anthony Davis, if you gave him a full bill of health and told him like play aggressive, he might be one of the top three players in the NBA. Like legitimately. Stop. 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 Yeah. Stop, stop. On some night, dude, he had seven blocks and three steals today. Like he's insane on both sides of the floor, but. He is made of glass. A stinger's uh, a nerve. So it's like you get hit really hard in one spot, and you just, like, it really fucking hurts. It's like but a, there's no... a dead leg? Yeah, exactly. I think a dead leg might literally be a stinger, actually. Um, a what stinger is to a stinger? Left. A stinger, also called a burner, depending on who you ask, which we'll call it a burner now, <laughs> Let's is call the it nickname burner. given to a common nerve injury of the neck and shoulder seen in contact. You are on, you are on one today, brother. <laughs> 
You've got all the answers except for ABC, which you were close, but dubious stinger almost got went sixty six percent on the ABC acronym. You're on one today, brother. LA we're LA fired. looks good on you, Jack Settleman. <laughs> All right, let's go through all the series right now and let's bury or alive all the all the teams. So sure. uh the first the first series are the Nets dead or alive? Does alive mean they have a to, chance of winning advance. the series? Have a chance to advance. You I don't think you're gonna call me bias on this one. They are dead. They're already doing the same thing the Raptors did last year, where they're like, We're no, we're fucked. So let's just try and say stuff in our post-game press conferences. Uh, Jock Vaughn bitching about Joel Embiid calls yesterday is just... He did travel like crazy on that one clip that I saw. Whatever. So did Jalen Brown in the first half of that game or the first quarter of that game. It happened. No, that was a clean Um, move. But that's what they're resorting to is trying to get the refs to to throw them one in the next game so that they can go back 1-1 and tell themselves they have a chance. Um but Joel Embiid was really good yesterday for the second half, but we, that wasn't MVP Joel Embiid yesterday. That was James Harden. James Harden was spectacular yesterday. I know we hit 21 threes. Chances are the market's going to correct itself, but I think Joel's going to get back to his scoring average and, and have 33 points. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Nets are dead. Yeah, no bias there. There there were two series going in that I said just matchup wise, absolute disaster. Well, really just one. The the Brooklyn Philly matchup isn't a disaster necessarily, but the Brooklyn Nets are not good, which is what I wanted people to understand. The majority of their wins or a lot of their wins came from when they had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the team. And they were pretty much a five hundred ball club and that's how they rate out. So if you took the Sixers against the Bulls or the Raptors, people would have been like, oh, it's going to be a, a dominating series, and that's exactly what it's going to be. So I have no problem bearing, bearing you know the Nets. You know what the Nets make me think of is I always wonder this, right? Look at Mikael Bridges and the situation that he was in in Phoenix, where everyone around the league acknowledged that the guy's a really good player. But how many yeah. guys around that league are stuck in that situation where if they go and they get their own team in the right system, can be a 30-point per game scorer, can be a third-team All-NBA guy, can do what Mikael Bridges did. I guess the first thought in my head is Andrew Wiggins because of his role in, in Golden State, but he had that chance in Minnesota, and he couldn't yeah. be that guy. But there's, I, it just makes levels. you think, where are, guys, where are guys around the league buried that could be a guy on a bad team? And it's not like Mikael Bridges is... Is doing what Aaron Gordon did in Orlando and just like a volume scorer and everything. Like Mikael Bridges is fucking good. Yeah, he's he's a level above. But I think the last week of the NBA season showed how talented these guys are. I mean, Kenny Lofton played in one game; he scored forty two. Theo Pinson had a triple double. A lot of this stuff can just be That's minutes great, related. Great. But is it? But is it value minutes? Right, like playoff P, playoff PJ last night or, or yesterday during the day. Mm-hmm. He plays a lot of minutes. He's not going to compile too many stats, but the impact, you can already see it. And oh, if, if I'm a Sixers fan, that's what I'm most excited about from game one. The next series is... If you're a Sixers fan, all you want to do in, in this first round is leave every single game healthy. Yeah, that's it. Which that's what I need to we be. Had a little, we had a little flash before the eyes, but... We're on to the next. Uh, Hawks, Hawks, Boston. This was the series that I said is just an absolute nightmare. This is why I told you that if you liked Boston, you should bet them before this series. 
Now, they, they smoked the Hawks. Obviously, the Hawks came back a little. It's a great matchup for Boston. So all things kind of rolling in their favor. Does that make them unbeatable? Obviously not. But I, I think the next few games are going to be a gentle reminder that Boston can kill you in a multitude of different ways. They've got two stars. One superstar, uh, depending on the day. And, they, and they've got depth, and they shoot the shit out of the ball, and they can play defense. And Derek is the guy one day. Then it's Brogdon. Smart will be annoying. Horford will be annoying. Robert Williams is the lead at the rim. So they're, they're just a, a loaded squad, and they play the right brand of basketball in 2023. And the Hawks stink. I'm glad people have been reminded. So I'm, I'm burying Atlanta. Are you giving them any life? Because I know you wanted to. I can't bury them. I, you know, I just okay. really can't. I, I look at a team like Atlanta yesterday, who isn't a bad three-pointing sh- shooting team whatsoever. Shot five of thirty or whatever it was from the three-point line. Again, what I'm probably doing, admittingly, is manif- trying, attempting to manifest the fact that I'd rather play. At- I actually don't know if I would rather play Atlanta. They just scare the fuck out of me manifesting not that atlanta i want to play atlanta but manifesting in my own mind that boston isn't as good as advertised and that they can be had so that i can use that as an argument in the next round as to why the sixers are going to win so for that reason i'm probably not burying them because i'm giving them a chance of maybe going back to atlanta tied 1-1 and then all you got to do at home is try and get it back to boston 2-2 essentially that's a three-game series for everything um i'm not as quick to bury the Hawks, as I am the Nets, probably because of bias. I just think the Hawks are a better team than the Nets. Um, but what I will say is that, you know, that meme of the child drowning, whatever, in his hands above the thing, that's kind of the Hawks. They have a head above water, in my opinion, but the, but they're sinking and can't swim. Whereas yeah. the Nets are at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, they're cooked. All right, next series, Knicks took a 1-0 series lead. Uh, so we'll take it from the Cavs' point of view because that's how we're doing this. Are the Cavs dead or alive? Cavs Give me something alive, spicy to work with. The Cavs are the Cavs are alive, man, and I think it's a great time to take their series price because the Cavs are winning this series against the Knicks. Jalen Brunson was spectacular. Jalen Brunson was everything <laughs> that we expect him to be in championship basketball. The Cavs <laughs> are winning this series. They saw what I. I'm not gonna bury. I'm not based on the fact that I fucking hate you and I want the Knicks to lose. That's fair. And and you think I'm crazy to say that the Cavs are gonna tie this thing up one-one? It's back to New York and it's not a series. Um, no, you're you're not crazy for that. But I will say, at at yesterday, only one series started yesterday. Only one series started. Yes, and that was the Knicks Cavs. They, you know what they say: series doesn't start until a road a road team takes one. So we're off to the races in Knicks Cavs. Go ahead and bury the Cavs because I know you stuck with Nick. Nixon five was your prediction, and I know go go ahead, do it. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going to bury Cleveland because if I don't think the Knicks are going to sweep them, then there's not. Um, then they don't deserve to be buried because if you can win one, then you can stay alive, right? Mm-hmm. But I think in a fun way, there's a multitude of ways to look at the game, and one of them is burying Cleveland and saying, "All right." Jalen Brunson played nine minutes in the first half. All right. Quinn Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, and R.J. Barrett combined three for 18. All right. 
Donovan Mitchell had 38 points. All right. The Cavs use that home home crowd where they're 30, uh, 35 and 7 on the season and made that run. Julius Randle was on a bad ankle. You know, you can take all that and be like, and the Knicks still won the game. Now, you can easily flip the script and say Evan Mobley and Jared Allen were invisible. I don't think you can say the Knicks out-rebounded the Cavs by 17 because that's going to continue. They're every, you know, it was funny that you made fun of me for, for learning about the Cavs. But every worry that Cleveland had was like front and center. Yeah, I mean, it was the rebounding. It was the uh, the the bench depth. It's JB Bickerstaff. It's no one to guard Brunson because Okoro got played off the floor because he can't make a jump shot. So the warning signs are there, and I'm curious. After game two, it's either going to be, of course, Cleveland could smoke the Knicks in game two. Josh Hart hit a huge shot. Uh, Randall hit some tough shots. Like this is just how how playoff basketball goes, but. If the Knicks do win game two, there's going to be some confirmation bias by way of like, yeah, the Knicks are just such a good matchup for Cleveland with their depth and their rebounding. And the Knicks are good, but I'm not ready to go there yet. I'm not ready to go to the Knicks are good yet. But but I think everyone who reacted to the game like you is basing off the Knicks are like, okay, they try hard. It's they actually might be good. I'm not there yet, but they might be good. My thing they is, I will go as far as to say in that for the Cleveland Cavaliers game two is a must win. And the reason I say that is while opponents do get up for the garden as much as possible, like everyone drops their career high there. I, can, I don't see a world where Cleveland goes in and takes two from the Knicks in the garden. It has nothing to do with basketball and all to do with what I remember that atmosphere being like two years ago against the Atlanta Hawks. And I know you're not a fan of it really, more so in the NFL, but I, I really do think the home atmosphere matters. And I think it was the difference maker in Sacramento last night. I think it'll be the difference maker in the garden. And I think in, in certain Boston and Philly in round two is kind of kind of evens out because I do think Boston has a good atmosphere as well. I'll give Philly the nod there. Um, but if the Knicks go down 2 nothing, I don't see a way, any which way, they can go back to Cleveland for a game five, anything better in their favor than 3-1. Yeah. So. All right, so you're saying you're saying – Maybe we get out the the shovels uh, for our Wednesday record. Potentially, there will Potentially. be no shovels in this series until until the Knicks are up six nothing in the series. You will not yes. until the Knicks are in the, yes. The Knicks can go sixteen and zero in this playoffs, and they will not sweep a team. <laughs> um, all right, last game of Saturday night was Warriors Kings. Kings won. Amazing game, as we said. Dead or alive, the Golden State Warriors. This is like the perfect spot for me to do my asshole shtick, right? And bury the Warriors because I'm in love with this Kings team and I hate Draymond Green. Like, I was a Warriors hater for so long through the LeBron days, but I'm ignorant for sure. But I'm also not ignorant to the fact that I am ignorant, right? And, and that is why, I mean, any anyone burying the four-time champion in the last eight years, Golden State Warriors, with the exact same core, still healthy, with Steph Curry having probably his best season over this dynasty. And you saw it in, in full-fledged last night 
you can't bury the Warriors. If the Warriors go back to, I would also say that this is a must win for Sacramento. Like if you really want to win this series, going back to Golden State up to nothing is your best path because once the Warriors become the Warriors and turn that switch on, a young yeah. playoff team like Sacramento, that's straight to the dome. They're in their heads. And that's something that I can see getting to Sacramento with a lack of experience going into that atmosphere at Chase Center with already the inability to play defense. You need to go back to Golden State up 2 nothing if you're Sacramento. Yeah, I agree. There, there was one famous, not famous, there was one guy on Twitter who, who famously said after the Knicks game, he was a Cleveland guy who said, it's a bad loss. It's not exciting, but we got the the Knicks best shot. Obviously, that's not true. He he was kind of trolling to a degree. Um, who who gave their best shot last night? I think that's how you got to think about the series because the Warriors actually gave like a pretty good shot. Steph played longer minutes than he normally does in the first game of the playoffs. Kerr always does like this feel out game one. But they're normally at home, and they can normally spare it. And they're normally a little better. Now they don't have home court advantage. They've been bad on the road. So the Warriors gave it a pretty good go. On the other side, so did the Kings. But then you could make the argument, well, Sabonis was bad, and Trey Lyles was fantastic, and Monk was fantastic, but Fox was fantastic, but Barnes wasn't that good. And it's just like, I don't know who gave their best shot last night, Game two is big. Like you said, the game thing two with, is massive. The thing with last night is if you go and you look at the box score, the game was a three-point game. It came down to one team made one more shot. Turnovers, yeah. 15 to 13. You usually look to that as, as a difference maker in a game. Rebounders, 41 to 50. Not that big of a difference where the Warriors won or the, where the Kings had the advantage is on the offensive glass. So maybe you point to that. They outreed on the offensive glass by eight rebounds and only one by three points. They shoot kind of similar from three points. They shot a lot of free it was, throws. Yeah, it was a it was a punch for punch. Um, they shot a similar amount of free three throws. Sacramento thirty two to Golden State's twenty seven. It was a punch for punch game, and the Warriors and the Kings made one more shot, and that's how I view it. And the Warriors are still the Warriors. And I mean, look at the series price right now. You still can get the Kings at plus one thirty, not favorites. Yeah. Um, but they're they the the Kings smell blood in the water is the, is the term that I'll use. And it's just about taking care of business in game two. I'll give you because my if last they go up piece. to nothing. They could easily come back to Sacramento tied two two. Yeah. My last piece is the warriors can turn on that defense. Like they can find that defensive lineup last night. They couldn't, they literally could not stop the Kings at all. I don't know if the Kings have that in their game, but I'll give Mike Brown credit because at halftime they were getting killed and it was a high scoring game. And most coaches might be like, slow the tempo. We got to slow them down. Third and, quarter and his, warriors, right? Yeah. And his direct words, which they talked about on the broadcast was like, yo, we got to we shoot. We got to speed up. We got to play faster. So historically in the playoffs, when things get into the half court, and that's what's going to kill the Knicks, obviously, is we're not good in the half court. Cleveland's elite in the half court is if Sacramento can just fucking create this variance, of course, like you said, it's just punch for punch. And if, you know, if Wigan shot goes in, the Warriors win the game. 
Fox's shots were going in, the Kings win the game. Steph so, rimmed out a game-tying three to send it to overtime. That's yeah. what this series was, and that's why the game was so fantastic. And that's why, if you're a Warriors fan, like you shouldn't necessarily be worried. Not that Warriors yeah. fans are probably I mean, ever worried. They'll, they'll, they'll panic, but all right, let's see. I want to check the... Uh... Want to check the score because game two on Sunday, we're recording this around dinner time. So Giannis is out for the game. The Bucks have made a little bit of a push in the third quarter. They're down nine points headed into the fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler's got 29. Bam Adebayo has uh, actually 12 points in the third quarter, I guess because Tyler Hero is out. Kevin Love is balling. Caleb Martin's balling. They're, Everyone they're but like... fucking Max Struess. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, all right, let's assume Miami wins. Let's give you, you know, you're the doctor, so you can make the call. But are the Bucks dead or alive? No, no, no. The Bucks aren't dead. Um, the reason I say that is Giannis lower back contusion ruled out for this game. The way I view Giannis at this point in his career, I actually said it to you yesterday on the couch. You said to me, the playoffs are chalky as usual, but there's always one wrinkle full thrown into the fold there's always a turned ankle there's always yeah. a John ja Morant there's always an Anthony Davis and there's always a Giannis the way I view Giannis and I said to you I was like Giannis could be that guy to turn an ankle however Giannis is that type to turn an ankle play the next game next mm-hmm. day, game and drop 40 so with Giannis what I'll say is lower back contusion back injuries aren't something that you fuck with I think you and I know that from a first-hand experience um Giannis to me has that Jamar Chase injury prognosis to him where it's just like questionable because he's him like he could play and even if he's playing with a lower back contusion I'm not gonna as much as I would love to slander Giannis in the Bucks, I can't just sit here and say if Giannis is out on the court Giannis is gonna be honest that's what I'll say yeah like, I, I don't and have the Jalen Brown in me where I was like well his hand <laughs> he I don't know if he deserves to be in the category but I put him in the category with LeBron James the Golden State Warriors and him as bet against them at your own. Like, don't ask me to bet against them. You might be right, which is fine. And and maybe you, you win that bet, you win that prediction. But I, I'm good just, like, rolling with Giannis and yeah, rolling with it, it's Giannis, it's LeBron, it's the Warriors at home, it's Pat Mahomes, it's Alabama plus money. It, that's, like, <laughs> you know, or bet against those Alabama. That's what it is. Those it's, like, those are the, like – you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't yeah uh so so not dead for for the bucks but let's say Giannis is out even if they won the series which i think you think they could let's say he's out for the playoffs right like let's say it's like some back injury that's that's a real thing oh no don't say that You'd, you'd consider them dead i assume no Giannis, they can't win a championship yeah. No Giannis, they can beat the Heat in this series. No Giannis, they can beat the Knicks in the next series. No Giannis, they can't beat us or Boston. Okay. Series three on Sunday is Suns-Clippers. The only reason why we can continue playing this game is because Paul George was officially ruled out for the series. So without PG, are the Clippers dead or alive? And didn't pick them to win this series in the first place. I'm not going to pick them to win now. I kind of assumed Paul George wasn't going to play. 
I, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. I, I'm a man, I'm a fan of star power in the playoffs, especially. You're seeing it with Jimmy right now. You need those role guys to step up, but I think they only need one of their shitty role guys to step up with how much firepower they have at the top. And you have Kevin Durant who can score it well, Devin Booker who can score it well, and a guy with a genuine severe addiction to playing in the finals in Chris Paul. Like it, it, the finals was heroin to Chris Paul. It's the type of thing where if you do it once, you can get hooked. He developed a severe I mean, addiction to it. Let's be honest. If the Sixers go to the finals, I'm sure you you'd be at the same meetings. Oh yeah, no, I'd I'd be at the at the FA meetings for sure. Um, yeah, it's like you give a you give a crack addict a spoon once he's hooked for life. You give Chris Paul a finals appearance once he's hooked for life. Yeah, but I, I he'll have some withdrawal symptoms. I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna bury bury the Clippers yet. They go down 2-0, and I don't see anything I like. Although Ty Lue's gone down 2-0 five straight series, which is, which is nuts. Can anything for... happen in game one tonight? Suns 30-point blowout, Durant 30, Kawhi gives his best effort. You got the Clippers role players even playing well, supporting cast. It was just a battle of, of the superstars that took over. Can anything happen tonight that would bury the Clippers for you? I know 2 nothing you would. Can one nothing in any type of fashion bury the Clippers for you. Well, that's Outside the funny injury. thing. Two nothing wouldn't, wouldn't actually bury the Clippers depending on results. Right. Um, but is there anything that ca- could happen tonight? One Kawhi, you know, twist, twist an ankle. Uh, no Kawhi there. Absolutely dead. Um, no, I- I'll give it two games. I'll give it two full games before I, I bury them. Cause Russ is so erratic that in the first game, you know, he could shoot two for 98 tonight. And then come back 18 of 18 next game. But I'll give it two full games before I fully bury them. But yeah, they're they're the the grave has been dug. But I'm I'm just not putting the dirt back on top quite yet. The last series what, uh, is yeah. Well, we we didn't even preview this series because we didn't know that this series was taking place prior yeah. to our, our NBA playoff preview pod. But the Grizz get it done in traumatic fashion to Timberwolf. destroy OKC, um, and they're facing the Nuggets and Jack financially emotionally i'm with you in locked arms brother i know you have action on both sides of you have some action on both sides but for this specific series if there's one major upset around because i don't think we're looking at chalk all around whatsoever this is where i see it and i know what you're thinking abe this is an anti-yokic thing this is he's a fat serbian this could be all that those are all facts for sure he is fat he is serbian check check um, but there's basketball to this. There's basketball to this. Anthony Edwards in the two playing games was kind of trash. I see that correcting. I see him being a more efficient scorer. And I haven't watched enough Jokic to confirm this take. I'm just using it with what I know with Embiid. Historically with Embiid, outside of pretty much this year, maybe last year, the things that he struggled with the most as a big man in the playoffs was those thick boys with size down low. Even though he could, he would his first step would leave Marcus Saul in the dust on the Raptors. When you get in the low post, in order to get to the basket, the size is what hurts Embiid. And I think the size of Cat and Towns and Cat and Gobert is going to give Jokic fits. How much fits will it give him is a whole different story. But that's the angle. I check. I said half of this is I hate Jokic. He's a fan yeah. No, of I'm a Serbian slob. I'm gonna remind you of something. I'm gonna remind you of something. Sure. sure, uh, sure. Do you remember and, the yeah. little? 
the little squabble that Jokic and Gobert had, uh, maybe last year, maybe it was two years ago. I don't know. Was... Did his brother have to come to his defense because he can't defend himself? <laughs> it was a moment where uh, Gobert blocked his shot and, and said something to Jokic. And Jokic reminded he had scored 47 on him uh, during the course That's of that fine. game. That's fine. That's one tower. That's not twin towers. I'm that just saying. Not two. One, if, if it's just Cat, if it's just Gobert, I'm with you. But there's two of them. And, and and they're Cat. both. That's the style they play, and that's what I'm going to go with, along with Anthony Edwards figuring it out. My bet is that Denver is going to remind people that they've been the best team in the West. That could change. And if I'm a Minnesota fan, I'm a little bummed because if I had Nas Reed and if I had McDaniel's, the last game, albeit against the Thunder, who are not actually a good team, although people want them to to think about them as a good team is you saw the vision. You saw the the Gobert to Cat lob or or Cat to Gobert lob. You saw Ann Edwards playing with the two bigs. You saw them go into a zone and just Oklahoma City, you know, they had to put eight shooters on the floor and then it just led to easy and one buckets after buckets. I mean, Cat and Gobert combined for like 30 points in the second half. So you saw the vision. The Nuggets are a good team. The Nuggets are a really they good are, team. They are, and you said the Nuggets have been the best team all year. They were the best team. They have, yeah. are not. They are no longer the best team. In the last no. second half of the year, they were not the best team. Look huh. out for the size of giving Jokic fits. The, Again, the uh, subconscious bias on Boston. Right, you think it's it's very similar to the Boston Atlanta angle I'm going with for sure. I'm willing to admit. No, that. but but the, the, at least I can give you the. I'm not burying Minnesota because I do think. I mean, what I've felt about Minnesota was if it played out, I just don't love this matchup for them with with the Nuggets. But we'll see. We will it's see. Funny, I'm you excited. don't like the matchup, and I love the matchup. But half of it is. Of I want that little fat bitch to go home early. Uh, cap of the week. Me. My cap of the week is I'm good in the West. Put your hand up, babe. Are you good in the West? It's a parade inside my studio. Now, it's unfair to taunt Ja now that he's injured because we don't want to do that. But That's a, that's a Dylan Brooks taunt. Uh, that's a Dylan Brooks uh, taunt. Okay. Yeah, the Grizz, the Grizz aren't fine. No Steven Adams, no Brandon Clark. Their depth uh they needed everything they had and you know they just don't have it so you know Tyus Jones is... will have a tennis assist game at some point in the in the four game series but the Grizz I mean they they went from the league's hottest team last year trending up young stars to the most hated and potentially swept team in the league the best part about it is like cap of the week now is that Jaw saying I'm fine in the west that was a cap the second he said it oh, <laughs> like yeah. they were never fine in the west my second my cap of the week and i shouldn't do this because vibes are high we're up 1-0 blew them out yesterday one by 20 whatever we did cap of the week goes to doc rivers dude have some fucking self-awareness you asshole pre-game one obviously the reporters are asking like what are the expectations for this playoffs like he's like we're not looking for just a one series win we're looking to win the finals we're not looking to just get to the second round out of the second round we're looking to win the finals fine but then he's asked about do you think there should be a, a, a change? He wasn't saying to your job title, but in general, if the Sixers are not able to get out of the second round for the hundredth straight time. And he went on this long rant about no. Um, he used 
uh, Kevin Durant's foot on the line as an example as to why you don't blow it up. He's such a fucking asshole. And he's so mean to these reporters. And he doesn't understand. All we want to do is improve. That is what you were brought here to do. And I know there have been unfortunate circumstances in the injury. But you blew... Kevin Durant's foot on the line against the Bucks has nothing to do with blowing two 20-point leans against the Atlanta Hawks. This guy holds on to one championship like it's for dear life. It happened during the Obama administration. Maybe even George Bush. I don't know. That was when the iPhone Nano was out, and that was the hottest thing. That was when we weren't even streaming on our phones yet. Just have some fucking awareness saying in the past three years since I've been here, we have fallen short of expectations one time. All I can control is what I have my team ready to do on the court. Everything else has nothing to do with it. We're trying to win a championship. Don't try and fucking save your job that you know you're going to blow. Six million a year. Doc Rivers, six million a year. I I would not be setting doesn't come out of the salary cap, but. I, I would not be setting myself up to get fired if I was making $6 million a year. I'd say the shit that it's fine. It's all good. You know what? If we fall short of expectations, bring me back, and maybe next year will be different. It won't, but bring me back because I get paid $6 million. So I agree with you. It's cap, and hopefully Daryl Morey would fire Doc Rivers if they don't advance. But Did you just say but, hopefully you want him to get fired? Um, I think for your sake. Because cause this is the first time that I think you've hated someone that's so meaningfully impacted your own team. Um, or at least It's like I hate James Franklin, but I care about the Sixers way more than I care about Penn yeah. State football. Um, but the reason that you should want him fired is because if he doesn't get fired, I might commit a crime. Against exactly. Him. So, so that, that's kind of what this podcast so. would be done. All right, the internet graphic of the week. I can't. I, I believe that's a Fox graphic. That's just me being on social media and shit. Um, but there is no logo. Actually, no. It might be NBC. That's an NBC mm, guy. That looks a little sure. Sunday Night Football-y to me. It's the font. It is. It's the font of the yeah, names. It is. It is. Um, so NBC put out a graphic. Start bench cut. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. You go ahead. I'm actually curious what you think. This is tough. This is tough for me. Uh, refactoring in, I guess contracts don't really matter, right? Let's just assume. We're yeah, let's, just, for do, one let's year. just do one year next year, like where they're all at. Well, Lamar Jackson's unemployed because he hasn't <laughs> signed his tender. So he's God knows where in the world. Yeah. Justin Herbert um, looking to trade Eckler. All right, I, I'm going to re-angle this, right? I'm not going to do start bench cut. Be- what I'm going to do is I'm going to rank one through three who I would want the most on my team next year for one season. Okay. Number three. I, and Eagleson, even though he's not here today, when he edits this back, is going to be happy to listen. Justin Herbert's really good. He's got to do something for me. He's got to do something that like, can show he's something carrying <laughs> Exactly. Jay Herbert, can you do some for me? Can you throw? Can you hold a 27-point lead for me? Like, I don't know, man. And it's like you have all this talent in the world. Eckler, Mike Williams, Ken Allen. I understand you are the Chargers. And trust me, that is a valid argument if you're Justin Herbert as to why yeah. nothing good has happened. But that's starting to expire for me. I'm going to put Justin 
Herbert three on this list. What team is Lamar on? In Baltimore. Then I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence too, Jack. Because, and the only, I'm going to angle this. I'm not going to talk about Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to talk about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has, it's all Lamar Jackson has no one to throw to. Lamar Jackson doesn't have the weapons. Lamar Jackson this. How many wide receiver rooms in the NFL have two Super Bowls to their name, Jack? Not many, I'm sure. Chiefs don't count. You got Nelson Aguilar. You got Odell Beckham Jr. in Baltimore. Trying to figure that is out a veteran. That is a veteran championship experience groomed wide receiver room, and for that reason, I'm riding. With, I'm riding with Lamar at number one, and and Trevor Lawrence said too, even with Calvin Parlay Ridley coming back. Yeah, I. The only reason I just want people to understand this. What you've seen from Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, the last three seasons, it'll look there'll be pieces. Obviously, they'll they'll run the shit out of the ball, and that's Lamar's best attribute is him running. It's undeniable. But that offense is going to look entirely different under this hypothetical that Lamar Jackson is playing for the Ravens. Todd Munkin is a high flying passing first coordinator, and. I just think the guy with the hair, they they call him Nuke. It would be the least Ravens thing ever, and I don't even know if they can make it work. I really don't. You oh, so you're kind of taking the Ravens, that, but that would be. It would. I think it would be the. It would be a top three. I don't know if it would be the best because them boys and Cincy are are like that. But it would be top three offensive skill. Weapon room. Weapon room. Yeah. Yeah. A weapon room. Um, yeah. Is that interesting? You said it wouldn't it would, wouldn't go as planned. Are you kind of taking the angle with the Ravens that I've done with the Sixers like over the Wait, years? Like, go as planned. Like you said, it probably wouldn't go well or something if they got No, 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 no. I didn't say that. No, no, no. Oh, I was okay. saying. So never I, mind. Because I, I was thought you were saying like even if – good things happen to my team they'll find a way to fuck it up oh no no no. if if you give lamar jackson dobbins in the backfield with gus a good o-line which we have mark andrews top three tight end in the league odell beckham jr rashad bateman deandre hopkins nelson Aguilar. thank you um I mean, yeah, the excuses are obviously gone at that point, but I think you have the right coordinator to make that work. Once again, I really don't think that they can make the money work for it, but like DeAndre, you made so much money. Take the discount. You'd be a no, legend. You got six weeks of no paychecks for taking roids. That's true. So He's a broke boy. Even without him, who am I taking? Um, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go just because of the questions of Lamar right now, I'm going to go Lawrence one because I, I think I think the stability mm-hmm. I think the stability of Trevor Lawrence with Doug, you add Calvin Ridley to the mix, you add in that that division is terrible, and the True. fact that I put a gold jacket on this guy literally half a decade True. ago at yeah, this you, point. This is, this is just your brand versus your brand right here. Um. I'll go Lamar, Lamar too, and then yeah, I think we're all in the boat of like, yeah, we see it. Herbert's fantastic. He, but like, even Josh Allen is starting to lose spots on this board. 
but he's gone places. But he's gone. Me. Herbert just he can't get it done. This year could change it all, but we know it probably won't. And he's gonna have a you know it's a new system again this year. Yeah, Eagleson. I know you that that segment probably tickled your loins more than anything us talking negative about Justin Herbert. But as you're writing this, just keep in mind that your quarterback is a fucking bobblehead. Hawaiian. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, and if you're thinking, where does Tua fit into this mix? He's not, he carries the the water, the bags for the guy that got cut. Exactly. Yeah. He, he packs them up and moves them to his next apartment. So um, the, we will acknowledge the Monday mailbag question from puncher. If the Ravens bring back Lamar, how far will they go? How far can they go? How far can they go? With healthy Lamar Jackson, with they can go to the Super Bowl. I mean, they can. I think anyone with like a top five quarterback, like anytime you can say, yeah. "How far can my team go?" If my quarterback's healthy, the ceiling. Yeah, I I really your think quarterback this... as in any given year can be the best quarterback in the league if they're top five. I believe that the... with Jalen Hurts. The Chiefs believe that with Mahomes. Bills believe that with. Uh, Allen, Cincy and Burrow, and the Ravens and Lamar. And I think those are the oh, guys could, that if you're healthy. You could say like the Jags and and, and uh, the Chargers who have top five quarterbacks, you know, week in, week out, depending on the week. They might not have as good of a chance to go because they're not as complete of a, of a football club. But like, I really don't see a ton of differences from the Ravens and Eagles. The Eagles did a much better job playing to their strengths and added A.J. Brown. Um, and that pass rush was special, but like, yeah, if you build the right system for Lamar, you know, him and Hurts to me at least are are very comparable. Um, Hertz, in that Lamar, Hurts, Lamar, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes. If you're healthy, if if your quarterback's healthy and your team is healthy, every year from here on out should be a Super Bowl or bust year. Whereas if yeah. you are the Chargers, if you are the the Jaguars, if you are some of yeah, these other... Yeah, stack like a playoff win, and then and then go. Go from there. Or two, and you can make a run, right? But like the expectations don't need to be, we have to go win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, The Eagles' expectations should be that. The Ravens should be that. The Bengals should be that. The Bills should be that. The Chiefs should be that. Yeah. And the Niners, I guess. But they don't know who their quarterback is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's kind of the answer to the question. They can go to the Super Bowl. How far will they go? It's impossible to say. They're, they're a playoff team with Lamar. He's proven that. That's the one thing he's proven. He'll get you there. When when you get there, if he's healthy and you finally give him the right play caller and, you know, some lucky bounces of that oblong ball, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even know if Lamar Jackson is going to be there. So I don't need to speculate for now. But that wraps up this episode of the pod. I'm a little chill because job's not finished. Like I'm not, I'm not too excited about. You're not, you're not, you know. you're not stitching Jalen Brunson with MJ game six over the Jazz game winner. And it wasn't Brunson. It was Josh Hart's three. Oh, whoever it was, whoever. It was. <laughs> uh, nah, you got to be excited. It's the first road win in, in two decades in the playoffs. It's exciting <laughs> stuff. It's exciting. I mean, you laugh at us. It's the first. Uh, win in the playoffs in two decades for the Kings, but it's exciting stuff. Orange and blue skies. I might, I might be willing to let Schmuck A back in the fold just for the vibes. He's been positive, good vibes so far. Schmuck A Smith. I thought that was a nickname for RJ. Stephen A. Oh, Schmuck. Okay, Stephen A. Cup. Got it. 
Yeah, Cockney cut, cut Smith. Um, but not yet. Not yet. I'm playing it by ear, but it's all good vibes ahead of ahead of um, you know, game two. One last quick thing. We are doing a Julius Randle special for game three. Use code snapback on underdog fantasy, new users. Will he score over half a point, Abe? Yes or no? I'm gonna go yes. Okay. Hesitantly. Okay. All right. I'm a, I'm gonna ride that as well. But uh until until Thursday. We'll talk to you then. Much love. Peace.